The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello to everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's health and wellness channel and also on KFNX. And I hope you are doing well. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in uh, Arizona. And I'm looking forward to uh, today's episode. I will be interviewing two guests. And uh, today's episode is all about... Uh, 1,200 studies that refute vaccine claims. The first part of the hour, I will be interviewing Dr. Alan Palmer. He is a practicing physician for many years. He's a chiropractor. And he has an ebook that I highly recommend that you read. I actually uh, downloaded a copy. And it is titled... Truth Will Prevail, 1,200 Studies That Refute Vaccine Claims, and we'll talk about later where you can uh, download it, and then also the second part of the hour, I will be interviewing Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and we'll be talking about health, um, DNA, RNA, our ancestors, uh, the oneness, and more. And also, even about, she has many books. Uh, she's an author of many books. So we'll be talking about her uh, books as well. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K R I S T E N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And also, uh, if you'd like to learn more about me, I have two websites at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer hair analysis. It's a natural approach to getting healthy. And um, also am offering now quantum biofeedback. And in the future, we'll be offering brainwave entrainment and nest health. And then also I have a health and wellness speaking website at kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. And um, basically before I bring on my first uh, guest, it's um, for sure an honor to have him on my show. I do respect him a lot. And uh, he was recently, um, he did a a speech here at an event here in Arizona recently, along with uh, Del Bigtree, who I absolutely like. And Del Bigtree was on my radio show in the past. And so um, I'm excited to have him here. It is an honor to have Dr. Alan Palmer on my radio show. Welcome. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And so, uh, Dr. Palmer, I would love uh, for you to just uh, talk about your background, because I know you've been a physician, a practicing physician for many years. You're a chiropractor. 
Yeah, over 30 years. All that really Amazing. means is I'm just, I'm old. <laughs> but yeah, I've been a practicing physician for over, chiropractor for over 30 years. Um, I've always had an interest in the vaccine issue. I've always studied the research and, and throughout my years of practice, whenever my patients would ask me about whether I thought they should vaccinate their children, I would always provide them with studies. I had a lending library. I'd let them check out books and take them home and read them. And then I would suggest that they go to their pediatrician and ask their pediatrician to provide them with information on, on their position on vaccines and then just educate themselves on both sides and, and make a decision as to what they think is in the best interest of their ch- children. So I never took a position trying to steer my patients one way or the other. I have four children that were never vaccinated, um, but I never tried to impress my viewpoints on somebody else or tried to coerce anybody into doing something. Uh, I just tried to ed- give people information. And yeah, so, yeah, I really I practice. Well, in my practice, too, is very much like a, a functional medicine type practice as well. So in addition to, you know, working with chiropractic, I did a lot with diet and nutrition and, and alternative forms of healing and things like that in my, in my practice over the years. That's amazing. And uh, you're located in Arizona, correct? Yes, that's right. That's amazing. I just love your expertise. You've been doing this for such a long time. And I appreciate you uh, educating people, too. Um, and so uh, I would love for you to uh, talk about your ebook, uh, The 1200 Certainly. Studies That Refute Vaccine Claims. And also, if you could just let my listeners know where they can go to download it. Certainly. So about three years ago, um, I started seeing a lot of social media posts, and some of them were being shared by my relatives, in fact, um, that were very, uh, uh, you know, very antagonistic, very um, uh, in the face of parents who chose not to vaccinate their children, you know, very rude, in fact. Many of the posts were condemning and uh, using name-calling and everything uh, towards parents who chose not to vaccinate their children, and... um, You know, I thought that uh, based on my knowledge, I thought, well, I will start a, I'll do a social media response to this, right? And I'll throw some information from some studies I'm aware of in there and just try to educate people about some of the science. And as I started doing that, I, it just grew and grew. And so I thought, well, it's too long for a social media post now. Maybe I'll just do a, a nice article and I'll get it published. And so I kept working on it. And as I was doing it, I was you know, going on PubMed and, and researching it and following rabbit trails and everything. It was like trying to drink out of a fire hose. I had so many studies coming at me that contradicted what we're being told about vaccines. I was just amazed at the massive amount of evidence and research. We're talking about, you know, thousands of researchers um, from all over the world in peer-reviewed journals publishing articles that disagree with what, you know, the, the media is telling us through, the, through pharma and the CDC about vaccines. So then uh, as that grew, I decided to create uh, an ebook so that I could share it. I didn't want to charge for it. I just wanted to share the information. So I began to build out an ebook, um, putting excer- excerpts and quotes um, and conclusions and so forth from different studies. And as that grew, it eventually became an ebook of 550 pages in length and had over 1,200 studies in it. Um, 
And again, these are studies that, that disagree or refute the things we're being told. And so um, the different uh, scientists that publish these studies and the journals they publish them in represent 45 different scientific and medical disciplines. So this is not cherry-picking. These are not obscure journals. These are uh, mainstream journals from 45 different medical and scientific disciplines, um, some of the top-named journals in the world. Uh, I just recently did an update in August and have added another 170 studies. So right now it's about 1,400 studies in my free ebook. And so it's in a PDF format, and what's really unique about that and nice about that is it, it, it can be used more as a, a reference tool. Um, it is 718 pages long, so I wouldn't expect anyone to read it cover to cover, Kristen, but um, what I've done is designed it in a way so that the whole table of contents, every single line in the table of contents, will take you, if you click on it, right to that page within the document. So you don't have to scroll through you know, pages and pages and pages to get to where you want to look at something. And then in every subject or every article that I highlight, there is actually the link right to the uh, journal abstract on PubMed or to the source journal itself. So people can look and read and, and see if what I'm telling them is actually true and what I'm quoting from the articles is true. Um, so it's, it's really more of a reference tool and a research tool for people to really be able to become educated about, like I said, this, this massive amount of information that's out there um, that uh, disagrees with uh, the status quo. And the fact that, you know, we're constantly told that the science is settled, right? Have you heard that? You know, the science yes, is all settled the time. on vaccines. Yes. Yeah, vaccines are safe, vaccines are effective, and the science is settled. So <laughs> you will find when you start perusing 1,200 studies that that statement couldn't be further from the truth. And in fact, in the scientific mo- method, no one should ever say the science is settled, right? Because the science is never totally settled on everything. We're constantly learning new information. We're constantly updating the science. So just to make a just to make an arrogant statement like that, like the science is settled, kind of tells you what their, you know, what their uh, platform is all about and what they're trying to communicate to people. Yes, um, it's a lot of uh, studies that you've gathered, and uh, so. Where can my listeners go to uh, download this ebook? Yeah, so they can just go to www.1200studies.com. That's 1200studies.com. And they'll, they'll take them to the download page and, um, and they can download it for free. And please share it. Please yes. share it widely because um, this is information that really needs to get out there, especially in light of. You know, the social media censorship and everything that is going on now, um, trying to shut down alternative viewpoints or um, trying to restrict uh, uh, free sharing of information by the public related to this topic. It's very important that people find every way possible to share this information and email the ebook, uh, share it on your social media platforms, even though it may not reach everybody because of the change in the algorithms and so forth. But uh, hopefully it'll get through to enough people and then they will share it and they will share it and, you know, the, the word will spread. Yes, and um, I actually uh, downloaded it and... Um was very impressed, and I've actually shared it with others, and so I recommend my listeners, you know, share it as well. And uh, before I move on, because I, I would like to talk to you about um, uh, measles, and um, I had a previous guest on my show. We we talked about the censorship um, when it comes to natural health, 
And it, mm. uh, to me, it's just uh, very concerning because it's happening um, all over, like including social media on Google and more. And uh, just recently, actually, and I posted this on Facebook, but I had a, a, a business page over at Tumblr on social media. And I post my radio show ep- episodes there. And then they didn't even give me any warning at all. They just <laughs> deleted my page. Oh, wow. And I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what the main reason is, but mainly all, all I did was just post my radio show episodes. But there are times on my radio show we do talk about vaccines. But okay. I, I just, yep. but I just, I just wanted to ask you, like, how you felt about the censorship that's going on, and what can people do about it? I, I had my uh, a previous guest on, and he just um, recommended, you know, informing our politicians, our legislators. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, unfortunately, the pharmaceutical industry has its tentacles into everything. Um, they pour money into the scientific journals. They pour money into the medical schools. They pour money into lobbyists um, and, and politicians' campaigns. Um, you know, they pour money into the media. In fact, they're one of the largest advertising sectors in the media. So when you watch your programming on cable TV or the news channels, um, you you notice that most of the commercials or many of the commercials are pharmaceutical commercials. And so they literally control the agenda. They control the messaging through those media outlets. And like you just alleged, um, if people speak out against the, what they're told they should say about vaccines and what they're told um, you know, to communicate, um, oftentimes they'll find themselves without a job or without a show or, you know, it, it's, it's getting to the point where you almost feel like we live in a police state. And the fact that they have, feel the need to shut down this information tells me that we were gaining a tremendous amount of headway in educating people. You know, social media was a great uh, gave us a great way to share information and for people to learn alternative ideas about things. But, um, you know, when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry, like I said, they, they wield a lot of power and control and in exerting this control, you know, through the media and through our political processes, we're seeing happening all over the country at different, at the state level. Um, we're seeing, you know, uh, personal and religious exemptions being taken away with regard to vaccines. We're even seeing medical exemptions being taken away like it just was in California. So it's a, it's a big problem, but I, I have to believe that truth will prevail, and that's why that is the tagline for my ebook. Um, when we will have the opportunity to, you know, to win this this debate. Yes, I believe the same. Absolutely, the truth will prevail. Okay, so uh, I want to move on now because you do have a free bonus article, which is titled Five Most Common Faults Measles." narratives and the scientific evidence that demolishes them. So would you be able to talk about what are the five most common false measles narratives? Certainly. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to do that. Well, the measles has become what I call the tip of the spear for the pharmaceutical industry. The measles is really what's driving this agenda to um, force mandates on people, mandated vaccines. 
um, to take away our rights and our freedom to choose what is injected into our bodies and the bodies of our children. Um, we are in a situation where uh, parents are not even given full informed consent about the potential risk for vaccines. They're just told their children need the vaccines and they need to comply and parents are being kicked out of pediatricians' offices um, if they don't comply with, with getting the vaccines as, as uh, scheduled or as on the CDC schedule. So they're using measles because, you know, they can create a, a level of fear. So there's a lot of hysteria and fear-mongering going on around the measles. And the reason, I believe, is because the measles can be a deadly disease. The measles is a deadly disease in certain parts of the world. Even in the United States, in the 1800s and early 1900s, the measles was a very deadly disease, especially in large cities. Um, now, in today's world, the measles is still a deadly disease in third world countries. And the reason that infectious diseases are deadly in certain areas in the United States at that time and still in certain parts of the world today is because in areas where there's rampant malnutrition, um, in areas where there's poor sanitation, the human waste, there's no way to dispose human waste. They don't have toilets that flush and carry the waste away. Um, there is no way to dispose of garbage. Um, there are pests and rats and uh, insects. They have no way to control those. Um, there's no sanitary water supplies in these areas. You know, the big cities did not have running water like we have today. Um, so there are horse-drawn carriages, you know, uh, drawn and horses walking through the streets and cattle and sheep and, you know, and, and so there was feces everywhere. It, it was just like a Petri dish. It was, it, there, there, any kind of infectious disease um, would become epidemic in those conditions. And because people didn't have access to all of the things we do today with regard to public services and nutritious food and clean water and everything, their bodies could not fight infections very effectively. It's the same way today in sub-Saharan Africa or different and parts of... And, and Dr. Palmer, I apologize for interrupting, but we have to go to a quick break and we'll be coming back very soon to continue our conversation about the measles this is Kristen harper radio show host my show is tips to keep you healthy happy and motivated on voice america's health and wellness channel and also on kfnx and my special guest is dr alan palmer we've been talking about uh, vaccines and the measles and also uh, his ebook on the 1,200 studies that reviewed vaccine claims. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com 
and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at kristenharperspeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on CampNX. And I have been interviewing Dr. Alan Palmer. We've been talking about his ebook, The Truth Will Prevail, 1,200 Studies That Refute Vaccine Claims, and also about the measles. So, um, Dr. Palmer, I'm just going to have you continue with the uh, measles conversation. Absolutely. Thank you, Kristen. So, yeah, so the measles uh, historically has been a deadly disease under conditions that would allow that to happen. Um, And it still is today in certain parts of the world where malnutrition is rampant and, you know, there are a lack of public services. There's lack of clean water and sanitary uh, waste disposal, all of those things. But we have to realize that even looking at the vital statistics of the United States, the uh, census information and so forth, where they publish the mortality rate for infectious diseases over the 20th century, when you look at from 1900 to 1963, when the first measles vaccine was introduced, the death rate due to measles had declined 97 point, I'm sorry, 99.4 percent. So it, the death rate had declined almost 100 percent before the vaccine was even introduced. So the vaccine did not save us from the measles. It did not save us, uh, our children, from dying to the, from the measles. And even at the point where the vaccine was introduced, there was about 400 and some children that died annually. Um, but mostly those were immunocompromised children. And um, I have some in this, the uh, measles document that you alluded to, that which is also available for download on my download site. It talks about studies they did in the... Uh, early 1970s, where they looked at that death rate of about 1 in 10,000 cases 
Um, oftentimes, the media reports it as one in a thousand cases, which is completely uh, inaccurate. Um, it is about it was about one in a thousand reported cases, but we have to remember that at that time, ninety percent of uh, children never went to the doctor with the measles because parents saw it as a minor inconvenience, and the kids stayed home from school for a few days, and they got well and they went back to school. So, you know, the the reported actual death rate per cases was about one in ten thousand at that time, um, and so you know, obviously there was about over four million. Some people say as many as six million cases of measles a year, and when you have a death rate of around four hundred or so children, you know that is a fairly low death rate. Now, even one death is too many. So one of the the cases I make in my in my uh, article, and uh, which is very important to remember, is that in the last sixty years since nineteen sixty, we have made tremendous advances, and in fact. The World Health Organization is has a very successful, and they tout this campaign as extremely successful campaign using vitamin A in third world countries in saving children from dying from the measles and reducing complications. A very successful campaign. We didn't even know that was a thing back in the 1960s. So just having that knowledge, and there's also many other natural antivirals, um, herbal and homeopathic, and and different types of antivirals that are available for children now today that can be given if they had the measles. So, and, and not only that, but because the largest percentage of people that died from measles back in the 60s, um, these two studies I was about to allude to before we went to break, um, the, the death rate was 10 times higher in impoverished children. So children that lived in abject poverty were 10 times higher at risk of dying from measles. So not only is the rate of poverty been reduced by 50% in our country, but again, now our people who live in, in poverty today have better access to medical care than all these other things. So if the measles were to come back, let's just say worst case scenario, if we, the measles came back, we, we let kids get it again like they always used to do, we might be at a death rate of one in a couple hundred thousand uh, cases or something like that. Um, it would be very rare. Um, now, even one, like I said, is too many, but we also have to look at the death rate and the injury rate from the MMR vaccine. And I do go into that, and I know we don't have a lot of time to go into all of this, but in that article that's uh, at the top of my download page for 1,200 studies, um, we do talk about the, the uh, reports of serious adverse effects and injuries from the MMR vaccines and the number of deaths that have been reported uh, from the MMR vaccine. So this is a very complicated subject, but uh, the point I kind of wanted to make with this, Kristen, and thank you for giving the opportunity to do that, is that is that the fear-mongering and the hysteria that is driving the uh, taking of rights away from parents and people regarding their, their freedoms to choose is being driven by an irrational fear. Um, we also know that the MMR vaccine, the measles vaccine, wanes. In other words, it decreases in effectiveness. A uh, 2018 study in the journal Vaccine, which is almost like the most premier journal regarding vaccination in the world, um, shows that the measles 
titer, the antibody titers, wane about 9.7% annually. So when children get their second dose to go to school when they're between the ages of four and six, and the vaccine wanes approximately 10% per year, we are now at a situation where we have an adult population that is not immune to the measles. And what we're seeing in some of these outbreaks is most of the cases are uh, in adults or very young children, babies, um, because the mothers not having wild measles are not passing the antibodies on to their newborns, to their infants, like they were back in the day when wild measles were prevalent. So we're creating a, a different demographic of susceptibility to measles, and that's why we're starting to see these uh, outbreaks. And I want to just make one more point on that because uh, your listeners may be thinking, well, why don't we just give all adults more boosters, right, more measles boosters as they get older? Well, <clears throat> an interesting study um, in 2017 by the um, – Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases or Journal of Infectious Diseases where they took blood donors, adults who were blood donors, and they measured their antibody titers. And they saw that their antibody titers were very low for the measles. So they gave them boosters of MMR shots, and then they tracked them. They found that those boosters only, they boosted the antibodies by double, okay, which their antibody levels were really low. So it did double their boost of their uh, measles antibodies. But those antibodies waned all the way back down to that very low, almost non-existent baseline within five months. So what, what we're realizing now, and a lot of this is, is recent data, is that we cannot vaccinate our way out of the situation by continuing to give adult boosters. I don't know anybody that's going to roll up their sleeve and get an MMR booster every four to five months. Um, there, there's a major problem that's being created by this vaccine program, and um, we could talk about that another time. I know I'm running out of time here, um, but uh, it's a lot of it's in the ebook and in my measles um, uh, article that I put online there. So I would encourage uh, the listeners to, uh, you know, take some time and look at that and, um, and hopefully, you know, just, just think for yourselves. I think we're, we're being told what to think and people are losing the ability or the, the desire to think for themselves. They just kind of will listen to whatever officials will tell them and they don't uh, take the time to investigate the information. And quite frankly, it's, it's challenging and difficult uh, for the average person to do that. So that's why I really wanted to do this work for everybody and give it away for free so that, uh, you know, they they don't ha- I know they don't have the time and sometimes the knowledge as to how to do it. So, so it is available for, for anybody listening today. Okay, so you can actually download the ebook as well as this free bonus article on the measles at 1200studies.com. And uh, Dr. Palmer, if you know, my listeners would like to actually reach out to you um, to contact you, um, would they go to this website or do you have like another website or... Yeah, they, when they, um, they can go to info at 1200studies.com if they want to try to contact me, info at 1200studies.com. Okay. Well, um, Dr. Palmer, I um, really enjoyed uh, conversing with you today, and I just want to thank you so much for making a difference in this world. And you're always welcome back on my show at any time. Well, thank you, Chris, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be on today, I re- and I really respect and appreciate what you're doing uh, with your platform here. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, and I wish you my best. Take care. All right. You as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So uh, now I would like to move on to my next guest, and her name is Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and she has been on my show uh, before, and I... uh, actually used to live in Lake Havasu for many years and I got to meet her in Lake Havasu where she's located and she is a very classy lady, uh, very intelligent and I feel that we do have quite a bit in common uh, because I am uh, very much into uh, having conversations on uh, spirituality uh, including uh, past lives and the oneness and more, and we do have that in common. So uh, I will be talking to her about you know health, uh, DNA, RNA, our ancestors, and also she is an author of many books. It is an honor to have Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops back on, on my show. Welcome. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. How are you? Oh, fine. I was listening to... Your last guess, and uh, it was very much a lot that I would have said about the um, the manipulation of things that are going on in the world. And I think he was very right, you know, to say the things he said. I just wanted to add my little bit there. <laughs> you don't mind. Oh no, that's, I'm doing good. It's just a beautiful day here in Arizona. I, I got some sun earlier obtain some mm-hmm. sunshine and it's just just a beautiful day it's just a nice day to be outside uh but uh uh dr margaret um would you be able to let my listeners know more about your background oh dear it's so long <laughs> i know uh, i'm british i was born in 1942 i was basically um bombed at birth and then again at three and by the time I was four, I had, had heard the voice of God saying that I was a child of God and there were no great suffering and helped those who were suffering. And of course, I did. Uh, after the war, there were many soldiers who returned. I was sitting on their laps, healing them, uh, and they were suffering post-traumatic stress disorders, various limbs, arms, eyes, whatever missing, you know. So I was really thrown into the suffering of England and Europe. And that was good lessons for me because at the same time I had Archangel Haniel and other people saving me from the bombs and, uh, you know, listening to Socrates and people like that. I had no idea who they were, but they tell me their names. And, you know, and I learned a tremendous amount uh, about the earth and uh, the cycles of evolution within the earth, which went on to lead me into the cycles of evolution of mankind. I was very, very interested in history, not in terms of, you know, recent history that we've got recorded, but the ancient, ancient history. I wanted to know about, you know, Atlantis and, you know, stars and the planets where I felt I belonged, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, by the time I was 21, I was a medium in England. And in those days, we were supposed to have little curly white curls and look 68 or something uh, and uh, have plenty of life experience to be a medium. Uh, and uh, 
I basically um, couldn't uh, do anything um, but to work on myself in those years because I was nursing, I was learning psychology and psychiatry, I was learning, you know, uh, bedridden people and how to deal with them and so on. So I had a lot of experience in the nursing side as well as the mental side uh, which, of course, I went on to research throughout my life and myself when I developed Parkinson's disease. I was 35. I died clinically at 37 and came back uh, and uh, had all this knowledge and wisdom. And I wrote my book, uh, The Way to Oneness, which was published in German first and uh, went into East Berlin when the war came down. They sold 12,000 copies, so they told me much later after uh, I got my check, <laughs> uh, royalty check, and I was astounded how much it was, and then they told me that they'd sold all these books in one week because East Berlin hadn't had any spiritual matters. And that book today is now called Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to One is Revisited. And I always say to anyone who's curious about the whole of evolution of in the beginning is God and the higher and lower self God, the angels and, you know, mankind, the yin and yang, the male-female energy, the psychic ability or the healing modalities that uh, in those days people didn't even know much about have all come to pass. So there's a lot in that book, and I've added some bits and pieces of my life and channeling, and, um, you know, it's, it costs about 35 to buy in dollars, but it's, um, it's a life book, you know, and, and I'm very proud of that book because it was at a time when I didn't think I was a writer. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, I, I was channeling, and I'd done that with every one of my books, and... Um, you know, the thing that we were going to talk about, I'd like to come back into that and say that I was able to do all the things that I did because I was tapping into my soul structure coding. Did I mention that to you before? Yes. Okay. And did we talk about it? I can't remember. <laughs> well, I, anyway. Uh -huh, go ahead. Yeah, go on. Uh, I was going to say, if I did talk about it with you, I would have given you maybe your archetype or your goal or something like that. Did I do that? Um, we we had a short conversation personally, but not on the radio show. Oh, no, no. I meant personally when you're in town here. Yeah, um, the soul structure coding is uh, very, in, very deep to go into, and I'll try and give a very quick rundown. Most of us, watch our ancestors being born. We're in the spirit world as spirits. We've done some bonding and nurturing with them throughout eons of time in different formats. And uh, when we decide we want to come back uh, to live on the earth, there's a plan. We have a reason to come back. And uh, we follow a lead of our ancestors when we're born and we're saying, okay, I've inherited ABC from Auntie Sally, Tom, Dick, and Harry four generations back or whatever it is. But in actual fact, while those people were incarnating, um, we were actually as spirits watching them and we're helpers to them and we're bonded to them. And so we know what they're going through. And relative to... 
our um, experiences when we're born, um, we don't realize we've already programmed ourselves to copycat some of the ancestors. So I was fortunate that I had a lot of copying going on. Uh, I love to draw, for example, and um, I was always coloring, you know, with pencils, doilies, and things like that. And then all of a sudden, I was about eight. I got a protractor and, a, you know, the whole set that you get in school. And suddenly I'm drawing circles and triangles and I'm overlapping them and I'm grading the colors and shading them and I'm doing all sorts of things. And I'm hearing someone saying, your aura is made of triangles and, and diamonds and circles. And so I'm going around telling the adults and they think I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, uh, but what I, what I was learning was that, uh, we are made up of five bodies. The physical we know about, the etheric, we call it our uh, subconscious, where it's actually emotional and mental lower self ideas about who we are. And then we have the spirit body, which is where the coding is that we bring in with us when we're born. And when the mother water breaks and we start sliding out, hopefully nice and easily, then uh, we are we are stimulating our soul structure coding, and it kicks in. Okay, and, and, and Dr. Margaret, I uh, Dr. Margaret, I apologize uh, to interrupt, but we have to go to a quick break, and we'll we'll be back very soon. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, and also on uh, KFNX and. I am interviewing Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. 
That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And my special guest is Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops. She has a PhD in clinical hypnotherapy and also um, and integrated medicine. And also, she's an author of numerous books. And so, Dr. Margaret, I'm just going to have you continue the conversation. And so, you can talk about soul structure coding, DNA, RNA, and more. All in 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. So, um, the soul structure coding, basically, very simply put, is we come in with a coding. I'm not going to go into, obviously, the coding. uh, But I can do that for anyone who wants to inquire of me later. Because uh, everyone is very different and very personal. Um, but we come in with an archetype. There are seven archetypes. And the archetype never changes. You can incarnate over and over and over and over again and you will have the same archetype. What you can do over time is wear the masks of the other archetypes. So if I'm a warrior, uh, which is the cut a pathway, which I am, but I can also wear the mask of the artisan and look like and, and do creative stuff like painting and singing. So um, there's that part. And then we have a goal, and my goal is to accept. And so if someone says to me a lot of rubbish and I want to say rubbish, 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 I have to step back and say I accept their point of view even if it doesn't fit mine. And there are seven of each different types of things that I'm going into. Then we have modes. Modes gives us our personality. And that's why no children in one family are exactly the same in personality because their personality traits are different and there are three parts to that. Then we have the attitudes, which allows a person cycles and periods of life and history. So we evolve through life. Then we have a coding from our spirit, which gives us psychic ability or grounded down to earth practical ability. And I won't go any more into that. And we have the last but not least, the most important, the chief feature, which is negative. For example, mine is impatience. I want to hurry up and do it yesterday. And I've had to learn over time that, you know, especially in the metaphysical field, that the world wasn't ready for the things that I knew back in those days. And now, here I'm seeing new generations being born who are ready for the understanding and the philosophy and all the things that we're talking about. The DNA is the RNA of ancestors. In other words, we're born neutral. And as we're born, we absorb information from mother, first of all, during the womb. So we have mother's character and personality within us. We have dad's personality and character through the the uh, sperm, but it doesn't manifest till we're around 
eight to ten years old when we start to separate from mother. And so we develop daddy's characters or grandpa's characters or whoever's there around us. And we take in those traits and those are called RNA. And uh, as you die, that RNA becomes in your DNA, accepted and passed on to the next generation. So in a nutshell, we are uh, looking down at our descendants uh, in a way, before they are born, we're looking and doing whatever they're doing, and then we are born, and then we're looking back at them as as ascendants. As, uh, as so they get that right way around. Uh, so that's the important thing about the soul structure coding. And so it entwines with the DNA and the RNA. So, for example, mommy says, oh, you love honey ice cream. And the child says, yum, yum, yum. And then one day out of the blue, the child doesn't want honey ice cream because he suddenly decides it's awful. He's developing his own ideas about what is suitable for him. He grows up, let's say he likes strawberry ice cream. He grows up and he tells his kid strawberry ice cream is the best. And for a while, the kid likes the strawberry ice cream. And then all of a sudden, no, I prefer vanilla. So you can see that change in very simple taste and smell. But you've got to realize that when a baby comes into the world with a soul structure coding, they are alert. Um, they are absolutely aware of every aspect of the presence of whoever's there. And though they may not know words yet, and they may not know the languages, in other words, they do know how things feel, smell, taste, touch, primary Abilities, and we encode our body on a cellular neuromuscular memory with every experience as a foundation stone within the first five years of life. And then we collect information from preschool teachers, other siblings that come along, um, family members, granny, grandpa, auntie, Sally who lives in Australia, whoever turns up. And we absorb and we absorb and we absorb. And that is all stored in us as the RNA. And relative to whether it's positive or negative, we are going to have complex situations going on in life. The complex situations in life cause us to evolve, to grow, to ascend. And I just pop in here that I wrote a book I didn't want to write, but Spirit um, told me they wanted me to do it, pleaded with me kind of thing, and I agreed, and I sat down, and I channeled it and uh, to a degree, and then they said, do some research. I said, what? <laughs> I never do research. Well, I looked up the names of the person I was researching and put it all together and went back to channeling the writing, having found out who the people were, and that resulted in a book called Donald Trump, The Enigma of Society which is now just up on sale. It's not talking about his politics. It's not talking about what he thinks and says. It's talking about how the line of his ancestors prepared the way for him to actually turn up in America and be the president. If his father had not been refused returning to his German ancestry, Donald Trump would be German. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> It is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so we're, we're, um, Dr. Margaret, we have like a few minutes left. So where can my listeners uh, purchase this book? And also, if they're interested in your other books as well, as well where can they go? 
Well, the best place to go is easytimepublishing.com. That's my publisher. And all my books are listed there. Um, and then uh, Amazon. Uh, I have a page. Just type in Margaret Rogers Van Coops on Amazon for books. And all my books will come up there. I've had different publishers over time, so different people are selling them. The books I wanted to mention that deal with the soul structure coding are um, Discover Your Baby Spirit. I think that's so important. Mummies who are having babies or have already had babies and are having a hard time with three or four of them running around, read that book. You will see what type of child you've got. You will see what way to bring them up, and you will see how to handle them into maturity. It's all written there and all channeled, and it's amazing. You may have... For example, an indigo child, or you may have a liquid crystal child, which are the super ones. They've got three DNA strands activated that my generation didn't have. And so they're okay. brilliant. Okay, so Dr. Margaret, we're at the end of my show, and um, you have those books available. And um, also, mm-hmm. if, you know, if my listeners have any questions um, and they need to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. My email is Professor P-R-O-F. Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, R-V-C for Rogers Van Coops at gmail.com. Okay, uh, Dr. Margaret, I enjoyed uh, conversing with you today. and uh, And I wish you my best. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I appreciated it very much. You're welcome. And I like talking to you again. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a pleasure. You take care. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And I encourage you to go to perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do have Get Healthy free ebooks there. And um, basically, I just wanted to mention my approach is very different. I am not a fan of most herbs, also homeopathy. Uh, My approach is eating healthy, avoiding sugar, eating plenty of organic cooked vegetables, uh, obtaining uh, nutrients, including minerals and vitamins. And so I really believe that if you um, live a healthy lifestyle and you eat healthy, you can prevent illness. And uh, so... I would love to hear from you. I I love to hear from my, you know, my listeners write me. I love it. So please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. And um, basically my email is K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.